is a means to summon us. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Exorcisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 35. And in this episode, we are going to dive into the 1987. I don't know, is it a cult classic or just a classic? I, I mean, how widely known is this? It's probably just a cult classic that turned into a classic, I yeah. guess. Because right. it's not like it had a wide release, I don't think. And people weren't really excited about it. Right. So, but everyone knows Pinhead now. Right. So clearly, we're going to be discussing Hellraiser. This was my first time seeing this film ever. Really? Yeah. And? I mean, okay. It's just like when something is hyped up because you, and this is my own fault for letting like a pop culture and things like that, like get into my head, I guess. Mm -hmm. You expect a lot of Pinhead. Yeah. And what you don't get is a lot of Pinhead. (laughs) True. Because he's a really cool character. Character. All of them are. Mm -hmm. All the Hellions or um, Cinnabons, if you will. (laughs) The Cinnabites? Yes. 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 Uh, So... I was expecting something completely different than what I got, and that's not always a bad thing. And in this case, it may not have been a bad thing necessarily either. Mm -hmm. It was just not what I expected. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot that I didn't, I don't know. Didn't like or didn't get? No, I understood, but they don't explain anything. No, they don't. Like in most movies, there's a lot of implied, like you can figure it out. And Mm -hmm. in this one, it just asks you to do a lot of the work yourself, which is usually fine. It was just like why i guess yeah. and i've heard that in the sequels that is answered yeah I at mean, least there's a, a little. lot more about pinhead at least and they explain the box a lot more right which they is what i was at all which is what i wanted i wanted yeah. to know why frank was in that situation what happened to him how did he get there why did blood just restart his heart that was yeah it, it just like i was like okay yeah. i guess this is gonna be one of those movies where you're just gonna have to take a lot of it at face value yeah because you, you don't know i read the book which this is clive barker's directorial written screenplay the actual book this is just his baby all around and i read his book and it doesn't explain it in that either <laughs> so well <laughs> I don't know. but did he write any of the sequels yes he wrote a second book also so maybe the second one explains it Got pretty it. sure. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that's what Hellraiser 2 is about. So When I teased this on Instagram, I was talking to somebody. They sent in a message, and they were like, oh, the second one, like, he gets a lot more into things. And I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. then, you know, we will do the second one, I'm sure, yeah. eventually. So And I think it's, like, a direct, like, literally almost the same scene moves on to Picks the right up. one. I'm pretty sure. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think that's what it is. What I didn't mind was this is 1987, so we're still in that... 80s special effects that is yeah. is what it is you mm-hmm. know everybody it's the the blue lightning strikes mm-hmm. and the very campy kind of blood and gore and that didn't really bother me because i didn't think it was too bad in this movie no, there were some scenes that were really good like when mm-hmm. he's coming back from the dead and putting his frame back together and stuff yeah. that's pretty cool yeah and so that didn't bother me at all and even then i typically don't knock like 70s 80s 90s movies for their special effects yeah unless it's like I've seen something that did that 100% better during the same time frame. So then we know you guys can. Right. Or didn't have the budget to. Yeah. But what kind of got me was you get this couple moving into this old spooky house, which is very characteristic of movies, especially around this time. Mm -hmm. And it's cutting between this woman and her husband and her husband's brother on their wedding date she fucks him on her wedding dress yes literally on her dress i was texting you i was like what yeah she for sure did that 
Uh, do, yeah. pe- do people like that actually exist? That also she... And in the book, it is definitely more, they didn't have sex. He raped her. Oh, and God. then she started liking him. And it's like, mm. So it was like a rapey version of Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. That's disgusting. Very much so. I if anybody that. knows anything about General Hospital from the 80s, Luke and Laura, he raped her. That's how they got together. And then they got married and had kids and everything. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like that. Stop rewarding men for being rapists. Right? Women. <laughs> Yeah. No, I know that's way deeper than just, like, stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's a lot of psychological components that come into that. But I hate seeing it portrayed that way. Mm-hmm. Like, she is so enamored with him and so in love with him. Dude. He literally walks in the door. She's like, oh, you're Frank. Never yeah. met him before. Mm-hmm. And fucks him on a, her wedding dress. You can't call that love. I'm sorry. There's no way in hell you can call that love. You can call that's that obsession. Lust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a good shot of them fucking going back and forth between Larry moving the mattress, because yeah. Larry is her husband, and they're moving into this house, and he's, like, moving the mattress, and they can't get it past the stairs, so he's, like, pushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, you know, and then you get the, the yeah. back and forth between that the sex That thing is actually supposed to be longer, but they made him cut it so that they wouldn't get such a high rating. It was already uncomfortable. I know. It was supposed to be even longer. But the gore, I thought, was actually pretty well done and pretty mm-hmm. realistic in most, like, there's this part where he's moving the mattress, and this nail... His hand slides oh, across it. God, and it was it, so horrible. It was like a big nail. It wasn't just like a picture hanging nail. This was like a keep the stairwell together nail. Yeah. It was huge. And it cuts through the top of his hand. It cuts the fuck out of him. It was good. It was oh nasty. God. Like this, you know, all the little veins right there. It just sliced Ugh. right through him. And it was a wide cut, too. And it was like a rusty nail. So he's going to have to get a tetanus shot. Oh, it's going to be a bad day for him. Speaking of tetanus shots, side story. <laughs> When I worked at Ross, which was the worst job I've ever had in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, do you know those? They're security tags. They're the hard ones, and they have to put them in the yeah. machine and take them out. Well, part of it is a pin, and there's mm-hmm. like a little needle-looking thing that's really pointy, and it's probably about maybe an inch long. Mm-hmm. I was wearing flats, and I stepped on <gasps> one. Oh, my God. And it went into my foot, and so I had because it happened at work like i had to peel it out of my foot oh my god oh my god i hate what you're saying right now so much and you want to know how they got it out they had to get scissors to clamp it and pull it out because fingers wouldn't do it so they're just like trying to pry this thing out of between the sole of my flats and in my foot so they had to take scissors and go on either side of it and basically like a crowbar like pry it out of my foot so since it happened at work like, they made me, like, go redo my tetanus shot because I didn't know when the last time I got one. So I know for a fact now that I got one in 2012, and I don't have to get one again until 2022. Oh, my fucking God. I hate that story so much. You're welcome. That was fucking horrible. You're welcome. What the? Were you, like, just crying and just freaking out? Because I would have been. No, I was just kind of, like, like it happened, and I felt it, and I was, like, like it took the breath out mm-hmm. of me. And luckily, we were closing, so it I didn't have, like, a lot of customers in front of me because I was also, like, the what they called the front-end supervisor. So there were, like, seven registers, and I was basically in charge of all the cashiers. And so we had some – we also had some chairs that sat up at the front, like, for people waiting for people Mm -hmm. that were disabled and didn't want to look around. And so I just, like, hopped to one of those (sighs) chairs, and I looked, and I was just, like, in total, like – I was just staring at this. Like, I knew the next step was to have to get it out. And I knew how bad oh, that was going to hurt. Because the getting it out hurt worse than it yeah, going right? in. Yeah. That's always the worst. Like, when you actually accidentally step on glass or something, getting it out is the absolute worst. Like, you'll just stare at it forever. Like, that lives there now. Yeah. I'm not getting exactly. it out. <laughs> so, anyways. And the like we were saying, the cut is fucking gnarly. 
It's a good one. And he's Dude. the point of that is, though, he's bleeding a lot. He goes mm-hmm. upstairs to find her, and he is big baby about blood. He's, like, about to pass out. But he is also bleeding a shit I was going to say, he's, like, bleeding out. It so is that's gushing. how much blood there's yeah. going on. Yeah. And it gets absorbed into the floor. Like, it's just like a sponge. It, like, sucks it in. And when this blood is sucked in, you hear this heart or you see, excuse me, this heart start, like, beating right under the floorboard. And then when they leave, this, like, it looks like what I described as a demon-y creature arises from the ground, and it's all bloody and nasty, and Mm -hmm. it's basically reassembling its body. Which the special effects on that were really good. Yeah, I agree. Which, what confused me was I was just like, but why? Like, what? Just, like, this little bit of blood, like... Mm-hmm. If anybody bled in that house, like that was just going to bring him back, and I'm assuming unless it's, it had mm-hmm. to be his brother because it's family. Oh, that's true. Because what you do find out is it's his brother, the one that was yeah. having sex with his wife. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I could be wrong. She brings in other guys that aren't family. Maybe he had to trigger it. Maybe it didn't matter. No, no, yeah. No. And her name is Julia, by the way. And she walks in, and it comes after her. And this was probably the scariest scene to me. Mm-hmm. Was that? Can you imagine walking into a room and this like bloody? Like, it just basically looks like he's, you know, decomposing muscle and blood, mm-hmm. like, crawling towards her quickly. Like, like yeah. as a zombie had lost its legs, basically. And he says, it's Frank, and I need your help. And Frank needs more blood. And is like, you have to heal me. And it's like, mm. yeah, no. But if I don't, you'll stay like this, and you can't really do anything to me, right? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> but she has this, I mean, it's been, I mean, it looks like 20 years since they like she they did, did anything yeah yeah because mm-hmm. or maybe 10 it's been a long time though yeah because they did try significantly to make her look younger mm-hmm. in those cutback scenes and they did it like the early 80s hair and stuff like that which mm-hmm. was really cool nice touch yeah and larry also has this daughter and she has i guess some boyfriend and she's telling him he, she doesn't like julia and there's some like homeless guy watching her. She's walking down the street, but you only get like a little, yeah, like look at that. It's very quick. That's in the book. That's like the only big difference I noticed was that's actually not his daughter in the book. That's just his best friend who secretly loves him. Mm. That's just around and trying to help them out. That would probably make a little more sense as to why her and Julia don't. But I guess there's also like, you, you know, my mom. mom is dead, and exactly, yeah. So I guess it's plausible either way. And then it cuts to Julia telling Larry that she will do anything for him. And she is still physically attracted to this thing. It's just, it ain't cute. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of, I don't think I've ever loved anybody that much. That you could look at that gross, bloody creature fuck it. crawling yeah. at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And think like, well... Can we have sex later? Like, no, <laughs> right? So the daughter's name is Kirsty. I think it's Christy or Kirsty, but I think it's Kirsty. Has a nightmare about her dad and calls him to check and make sure she, that he's okay. And he's fine right now, but this dream comes back later. Mm-hmm. And he's not. But Mm-mm. so now Julia is starting to bring home random people. 
like from the bar. She'll pick him up and bring him home. And at first she, I mean, she kills him with a hammer. I was like, you couldn't have done anything a little less gruesome. Because she has to bring in these people now because he needs so much. Every time he gets blood, Mm -hmm. he forms more and more and more. And so she has to go get people to murder, but she chooses a hammer. And I don't know, does the death have to be as bloody as possible? I or? mean, this whole movie is just pretty bloody. They probably mm-hmm. just liked that touch like to the, keep it the gore. gross like that. Yeah. Right. And then she goes, she leaves after she beats him up because Frank's going to do his Ooh, thing. And that's when you see him crawling towards the body and that creeped me out the most. When he's crawling towards Ooh. the body? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she goes in, and he is now skeleton and muscle, at least. He ain't got no skin, but he's, like, standing up on his own. So we have some improvement there, I guess you could say. And he wants to, like, touch her because he's nasty. I don't know. <laughs> but then her husband comes home, and she's cleaning up and tells him she feels sick. And, of course, he's concerned. He's a pretty good dude, her husband, seemingly. He's a really good guy. Like It's sad that he has her. Yeah, because she's terrible. Mm-hmm. She's the worst. Liter- I don't, there are very few wives in horror movies that I can think of that are worse. This it's bad. usually always, I mean, this is a man manipulating mm-hmm. this woman, but still. Yeah, it's usually the husband. Mm-hmm. And Frank tells Julia when she sneaks back in to see him that he must get a, like, they need to get away from them. Like, she's trying to leave the room, and he's freaking out, and he's like, we need to get away from them is all he says mm-hmm. i i just and then he puts this was disgusting and it has stayed with me since i watched this movie a couple weeks ago she puts his nasty ass no flesh on this finger just exposed muscle and bone finger in her mouth as like a seductive thing and i was like there could not be anything more disgusting I forgot about that Ew. you're welcome thank you mm-hmm. it's the nastiest because in the first scene when they start like they're human it's years and years and years ago and she they do that and i've just never been one to be like let's get turned on let me like stick my thumb in your mouth like <laughs> but the fact that it's just my, that's disgusting yeah. that's really nasty i put it in all capital letters <laughs> so later kirsty is working in a pet shop and that same homeless man is just st- he stuck his whole hand in like this bin of feeder crickets oh, and God, he's just so gross. eating all these grasshoppers and crickets and so this guy's just kind of introduced in these random scenes specifically with Kirsty. Mm-hmm. and he looks like like the typical homeless scraggly gloves lots of i mean he's very clearly homeless mm-hmm. and then julia brings home another dude and he's frank of course feeds on him and starts to say well i'm tasting things now so he's not quite fleshy yet, but senses are coming back to him. Gross. Yeah. And he shows her the the box, the cube, what you know, whatever you mm-hmm. want. To call. What do they call it in the book? I think they say it in the movie later and I got it, but I'm not even remembering it in the book, honestly. He says that it shows the pleasures and pains of heaven and hell. And so she says she'll help him and they'll never find him, so now they plan on just disappearing after he's well enough to do so and i have a question what's your question is kissing in the 80s really that gross and dramatic because it's like every single like maybe it's like 60s through 80s movie they're just like opening and closing their mouths like predators not like predators (laughs) it's like kind of like in gone with the wind you know it's like this very dramatic like swoony moment but Mm -hmm. it's just like does that's disgusting i saw 
her whole mouth go over his entire mouth. Yeah, she goes in the bathroom and she's just like covered in so much blood. It's gross. It's real gross. So Julia distracts Larry, but by getting all like sexy with him because he's come home and now Frank is pretty much of enough strength to do whatever he wants. To kill a rat in front of them trying to do it. Yeah, so Julia's distracting Larry by, like, getting sexy with him. And they're, this was also pretty creepy, actually, though. But they're on the bed, and he's just, like, kissing all over her, like, necking, if you will. (laughs) And Frank fucking comes out from the closet with a rat and, like, starts almost what looks like skinning it. So he takes a knife into one end and slides it all the way over to the other end. And this poor little rat. Oh, yeah. While she's trying to get licked. I'm just... Well, she's trying to get licked. She is. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> because she she freaks out. And Larry's like, I don't know what you want from me. me, me, me. Which is fair. Right. He's like, sweet, you want to do it. And then she's like, F off. Poor right. Guy. Yeah. And Kirsty actually, like, it cuts away from that. He It looks like Frank is going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But then he just, like, slinks back into the shadows. And it looks, you're like, okay, he's dead. Like, Mm -hmm. because he's coming up behind him. But it cuts away, so he doesn't kill him, that you know of. And it cuts to Kirsty, and she's getting really suspicious of Julia because she's doing weird stuff. So she sees Julia lead another man into the house. So her first thought is, she's cheating. Right. Which would be much easier. So... Frank finds Kirsty and corners her in the bedroom and calls her beautiful and he's being weird and like, you grew up to be such a beautiful woman. That is your niece. Yes. That is disgusting. Yes. So this is kind of incestuous too. Very like, much so. It's he doesn't ever like do anything to her, but it's very implied. I mean, this whole movie is just about sex and yeah. all the different variations of sex in the world. So I guess let's throw a little incest in there. Might as well. Gross. <laughs> And she grabs the cube, the box, the hell box, if you will. Well, Somebody's gonna really ream us for not knowing it. what that's called. But I don't think it. I don't think they talk about it until future movies because I don't remember the name of it in the book. I'm, I'm just not remembering that at all. I don't remember it either. Like yeah. I'm looking in my notes and I, I don't see it. So, whatever. Somebody can come for us. It's fine. They've done it before. And he freaks out because she takes it, like loses his shit. And she's walking down the street with it, and she just passes out and wakes up in this weird hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's some – I don't know if it's psychiatric or not, but I don't think it's protocol to lock patients in their rooms right. unless it's a psychiatric hospital. Or but, demons are coming. It's a horror movie. That, right, yeah. So they lock her in a room and the uh, with the box and say the police want to talk to her. And she activates the box. She just thinks it's a puzzle box, so she mm-hmm. starts playing with it. And they yeah. walk in. Yeah, or they, excuse me. She unlocks it, and the wall opens to this hallway. And she's like, it's a good idea to go down the hallway. For sure. If First of all, I would probably just assume that they drugged me. Mm-hmm. Or that I was literally losing my shit. Mm-hmm. My first thought wouldn't be like, let's go down the hallway that just opened up in the wall. I agree. No. Like, what the fuck? So she follows the sound of a baby crying, and then this creature from hell basically starts chasing her and she gets back to her room only to unlock another creature and then pinhead shows up and he says the box you opened and we came it means it is a means to summon us and we are demons to some and angels to others 
And he says, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering, which is one of the most iconic lines of this movie. Even if you haven't seen Hellraiser, you've probably heard, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Yeah. And that's where it's from. It took him six hours to get in that makeup. For like two scenes. Dude, right? I could not imagine sitting there for six hours. I mean, okay, so we work for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And then you go do your scene real quick. And then you have to do multiple takes. Right. That poor guy. That mm-hmm. would have been a long fucking day. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons I actually didn't rent this movie, because I have very vivid memories of being at what was Video and Tan Express in Forney, <laughs> Texas. Um, yeah. We didn't have a blockbuster because we were too small. Uh, the cover of Hellraiser, like, I, it's just, and I wouldn't say it scared me, but it was like, I don't think I want to get into mm. that movie because Got of it. what that looks like. I just don't think I want to go there. That's pretty so cool. So I didn't. That's yeah. A pretty cool thing. But now watching it, you get him and the two other Cenobites. And I didn't say Cenobons. Are you proud of me? You didn't. I'm so proud. <laughs> and they're really cool. Mm-hmm. And they reminded me of like a Marilyn Manson, like a punk band. Not the Marilyn Manson's very punk, but like yeah. that aesthetic, which that's, speaks to my little emo soul, yeah. right? That's definitely where Clive Barker took a bunch of that. He took it from like fetish clubs but Mm -hmm. also a lot of the punk stuff that we didn't get a huge amount here in the states but in the in uk so much punk sex pistols i mean all over the place so he took a lot from that for these characters which is really cool that's cool and you can tell that there is some bdsm influence Mm -hmm. here because of not pinhead first of all has the coolest fucking it's like a trench coat Mm-hmm. kind of like robe type thing it is so fucking cool and then the f- i think it's the female cinnabite if mm-hmm. i'm correct the one that has the opened yeah neck. they used to call her deep throat yeah around set but they couldn't mm-hmm. put that in the movie because ratings deep throat like, right yeah 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 and copyright because <laughs> deep throat yeah uh she was really cool i didn't realize she was a supposed to be a female because they're all kind of well, Pinhead's not that androgynous, but mm-hmm. this character is. Yeah. But she was so cool. I was like, other than the gaping hole in her neck, aesthetics. <laughs> so then it cuts away from all this, even though this is like the coolest part of the movie so far. Cuts away from that. Goes back to fucking Julia, and she gives her husband to Frank for his skin. So now Poor guy. Frank looks like Larry because he took mm-hmm. on his skin. Which is so fucking gross. And then they fuck. Of course. Of course, we have to. You're right. (laughs) And then Kirsty comes knocking to see her dad. And, of course, this is actually the first time you see Frank and he looks like Larry. Like, you can assume, but... It's real gross. She's there because she wants to see Frank's body, and the three show up and say they want the man who did this. So, basically, she goes in because these three basically have kind of told her kind of what's going on. And she goes upstairs to find Frank's body and show her dad and prove that Julia's being a, a sketchy bitch. <laughs> and Pinhead and his, his the three, mm-hmm. they show up and they see uh, Larry's dead body. And they want, they're like, we want the man who did this. Because it seems like this whole time Frank's been evading them. Yeah. Which he has. Yeah. Su- surprisingly successfully, but it took breaking down his entire being in order to do so. So... She says that she will not give them anything and runs out. And then Kirsty realizes that Frank stole her dad's skin and he goes to stab Kirsty, but instead Kirsty moves and he stabs Julia, which it seems like that was his intention uh-huh. this whole time. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're a cheating horrible bitch. 
Yeah. Thank you. Not just cheating, you cheating, murdering, horrible yeah. bitch. <laughs> These poor guys at this bar, they just were looking for a lay. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them even was like, I've been so lonely, I never do this, and he doesn't want to. And you're like, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. She dies, so that's some resolve you get there. And he tells her it's nothing personal, and then she just, like, shrivels up. I wish sometimes that supernatural, quote-unquote, deaths in 80s movies weren't so lame. But then at the same time, it gives them a lot of character, I guess, charm. Because some of them, you know, especially when they're, like, just dissolving into nothing or, Mm -hmm. like, it's... It gives us some very iconic movie scenes, but yeah. you're like, oof. Well, some of this ending stuff also, they were starting to run out of money from their budget. So they did get worse special as effects it went. as it went. Yeah. yeah. And it probably was more important for Frank's body to assemble because that was such a long scene mm-hmm. than it was for, yeah. you know. So Kirsty goes to hide. And while she's hiding in this, like, storage room, this, like, I don't know what it was. Was it, like, a creature from hell again? It, like, vomits maggots all over her. Yeah. You know? Like, it Mm -hmm. was some sort of... It looked like... It wasn't one of the three, but it looked like one of those creatures. Mm -hmm. Okay. Biggest problem with the movie is this bitch right here. Ready. Like, Julia's terrible, but she's supposed to be terrible. Mm -hmm. She's written that way. And I'm sure Kirsty is, too. But (laughs) what really gets me is she's hiding in this room, and Frank goes in and, like, looks around in there for a minute... And then he leaves. And then she's like, okay, I can leave now, too. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. She goes and stands in the hallway in the, on the banister, and she starts sobbing loudly. You know he's still in the house looking for you, and you just decide to go, <gasps> like, loudly. And I'm yeah. like, you deserve to be murdered. And she almost she almost gets got because he's behind her, obviously. Like, a good killer is just going to wait for you to come out of your hiding spot and make you think it's safe, which is exactly what he's doing. Again, in caps, why? (laughs) And then Pinhead and the rest of them show up, and they corner Frank, and they string him up by fish hooks. This Mm -hmm. is not the first time we've gotten the fish hook imagery. And this one specifically, the fish hooks go into his face skin, and they pull back. and so Which is great. Yeah. And it stretches his face, and he says, Jesus wept, and then he laughs a little before he's torn apart. Which was improvised. He was supposed to say fuck you or something like that, and then... Jesus wept is better. Yeah. Fuck you is pretty, uh... That's quotable now. Everyone says that. Right. And it came from that. The three from hell don't want Kirsty to leave, and as they come for her, she's figured out how to send them away. And then her boyfriend comes by. She's still fighting him off. And she just, and he's just like immediately on board. No questions <laughs> asked. Like, I guess that's a good boyfriend. Yeah. But he's like, oh, we're fighting hellions? Got it. I'm here for it. <laughs> they have this last hell beast to fight off. They drop the box, but then get it back. Like, it's just like this whole dramatic scene. They fall, they drop it, they get it back. And then, ta-da, everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. So then they leave the house and go to the this homeless camp. And you can tell because apparently it's also just like a fire party. Because, like, I know in homeless camps it's you depict, like, a barrel with fire yeah. because they stand around it. But, like, there are just fires. <laughs> there's probably, like, a dozen of them in this small little space where there are nobody, there's nobody there. But you'll soon find out that this homeless man, we've been seeing this entire time, he sets himself on fire, and he pulls the box out, and then he turns into a dragon from hell. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. 
so if i mean it's one of those movies where it's like it's just weird mm-hmm. like if you it just want to get into like a weird headspace weird vibe that kind of thing yeah then okay watch it and i think that a lot of people it did come out in the 80s and so i think a lot of people that were teenagers or young kids in the 80s or even the 90s that were Mm -hmm. into horror this is one of their staples yeah for sure it's just not probably something it's not that i wouldn't watch it again like if it was on tv and i was doing stuff i would probably turn it on but you know looking at my collection of blu-rays am i going to specifically be like i want to watch hellraiser Probably not. Yeah, I agree. But as I'm talking about it, I'm warming up to it a little bit more. That's good. It was just such a weird experience from start to finish with not a lot of... I just want so much more backstory about the box and about Pinhead, which I think is probably what... And I could be totally wrong. This is just an estimation. What people wanted after they saw Hellraiser, which is why we got so many of them after. I don't know how many there are. Also, I mean, there are so many that he's now doing... Or has done comic books. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, he well, he's the going. face. Like, even on the Blu-ray yeah. and the VHS. I mean, when you look back in the day, mm-hmm. he was on the face of it, and he's on the spines. It's yeah. just like he is Hellraiser. I would probably give this movie a three out of like a three out of five. Kind of middle of the road for me. I I didn't hate it by any yeah. means, but it's not something that I loved, and that I'll continue to reach for. And I also don't have that nostalgia to go on either. Mm-hmm. So just as a first time viewer, I'd probably give it a three out of five. Yeah, that's. Me also. We tend to follow each other. Yeah. Three out of five. I don't have nostalgia either on it. I've seen it like one other time. I've seen all the sequels, but I don't I don't really care that much about it. So yeah. it was okay. It was a good movie. Watch it. Pick it up. But meh. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Well, thank you guys for joining us. If you want to hang out with us on social media, our Facebook and Instagram are The Extra Sisters Podcast. On Twitter, it is just at The Extra Sisters. And let us know how you feel about Hellraiser. If you feel like we were just not fair because you've been watching it your whole life and you really love it, tell us why it's great. Or if you agree with us, we'd love to hear either way. You can always email us anything you want at theextrasisters at gmail.com. And next time, did she show you the horses? Till then, stay creepy.